sex talk. Derek Miley. Cause sexuality is tough. And okay, sexist isn't good enough. No. Sex talk with Derek Miley. Hey, folks. Welcome to Sex Talk with Erica Miley. Erica Miley here. Happy to be with y'all this week. It's been a crazy week. I'm just saying. Like, lots of things. All the things. <laughs> so, this week, I have kind of been struck by what podcast is definitely influenced by my clients. And by that, I mean probably one of the most common things that I heard from them this week. And I th- probably would say that this is one of the most common things I hear from people generally. So this episode is all about sex and the negative beliefs. Now, what that means is sex and negative beliefs could be anything from negative beliefs that we have about ourselves, which we're going to get into in a minute, and negative beliefs that we have about our bodies, and how those things are intertwined with one another. So, jumping right in. Limiting beliefs that we often have about ourselves. This is probably the thing that I hear over and over and over and over again from my clients is that there are these continual beliefs, like negative, very, very deep-held beliefs. We use a jargony term called negative core beliefs about who we are and our identity. Oftentimes, these beliefs can look like, and I'll just kind of give you some versions that I have heard, or at least general themes that I have heard. I'm not enough. I must only be the one who's ever dealt with this. Or I can't imagine anybody feels like this. It also sounds like, I must be perfect, and if not, they'll see me for blank. So that blank could be filled in with for who I really am, or they'll really see me, and they'll see that I'm full of crap. It could be any variation of that. I hear I'm broken, I'm worthless, I'm bad. Those negative beliefs really, really impact how we interact with other people and how we see ourselves on a day-to-day basis. Now, these are some versions of what I hear about people and how they feel about their bodies. So I hear, this body isn't enough. No one will want me in this body. If I don't look like blank, so it could be any version of anything, then no one will want me. I don't like this specific part of me, like a body part. I don't like my legs. I don't like my butt. I don't like my thighs. Whatever it is, it is a very specific belief that is maybe triggered by a specific piece of the body. So those are the most common themes that I hear about negative beliefs about the self and the body. Now, oftentimes people don't realize how there is a common thread between them. Many times clients will give me this list of things that is terrible about themselves and they think this list is long and that they are just absolutely worthless. And 
The theme beneath that is that I'm not enough or I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy of being seen. And all of the theming beneath I'm not worthy is tied directly to some of those beliefs that we have about our bodies. This body is not enough is directly related to you seeing yourself as not enough, not worthy of attention from other people. This body doesn't look like someone else's body, so it can't be enough. Or it doesn't look like what I see on TV. Or it doesn't look like how I envision it is supposed to look. So how is this all connected to sex? The way this is connected to sex is that these beliefs impact how you connect with other people. These beliefs that you have about your body impact what you're willing to do with your body. There are many, many clients who I've interacted with who didn't want to be seen with lights on or would wear things to cover up their body. And I'm not just specifically talking about female-bodied people, this issue of worthiness seems to be universal. And that's the biggest reason why I wanted to do this podcast today, is that this feeling of being not worthy of being seen is something that we all seem to struggle with. So that made me really think that this was something we needed to talk about, that we needed to put it out there in the world that we are absolutely worthy of being seen. And it is grappling with that throughout our lives that I, I guess <laughs> it's better for me to say that the big lie is that no one is struggling or that we're the only ones that in all reality, that we're made for connection and the things that keep us disconnected is that belief about ourselves and the fear that surrounds it. So when you are trying to break that down, when you're trying to break down those thoughts, those behaviors, those ideas, and you're trying to become that person you're meant to become, I have three ways that I use with many of my clients that are ways to tackle this disconnection from the body and disconnection from the self. First, the first way is acceptance. Now, this is going to sound, I just heard all the eyes roll. <laughs> this is going to sound silly, but this is truly powerful, I promise you. Acceptance in the here and now, and that means being able to tell yourself, I'm okay, just as I am, in this moment. Now, the reason I say that is because oftentimes we really believe that we need to be doing this positive self-reinforcement, that we need to be doing this, I'm great, I'm awesome, I'm the best, I feel that that will make me feel better. Actually, we found that that actually doesn't work all that well, especially when we're talking about when you feel unworthy and when you feel shame. It's almost like we have to do an end run around shame. We can't just tackle shame head on. We have to give yourself a little bit of peace first before you can really kind of get at that shame piece. 
So again, I'm going to say the first way is to accept yourself right now and tell those thoughts, those negative core beliefs as they come up, I'm okay, just as I am in this moment. And it takes some repetition. This isn't just going to be like, oh, I tell myself now I'm magically cured. Here's the magic wand. Wish I had that magic wand still waiting for my letter from Hogwarts. Just saying. (laughs) Number two, express the feelings attached to the unworthiness and give yourself a moment of compassion. For example, you hear the negative thought, then stop and observe it without judgment. That's really tough because I know those negative thoughts can move fast and they can feel loud. So observe it without judgment. Wow, I I must really be sad right now. Just as an example. Here's another one. Oh, I see you there. Sadness, fear, anger, whatever the feeling is, if you can name the feeling. I see you there. No judgment. It is the feeling. That is all. That is a very difficult thing to do because we think we have to constantly push away these thoughts. We'll get to why that is in a minute, why that doesn't work all that well. Number three, use something absurd. So that can be, and this is going to sound silly, but I promise you that this works. Using that negative thought or that negative core belief and hearing it in your head through Donald Duck's voice, which I cannot do, so don't expect me. (laughs) But hearing in your head that negative core belief through a funny voice allows you to disconnect it, allows you to create some space from that voice. Or say like you really, really like your cat or you like cats. Hearing that voice come out of your cat's mouth, the more you can personalize this, the better. This works because you're not allowing those negative thoughts attach themselves to your identity, which is incredibly important. That is the biggest reason why like pushing thoughts and feelings away doesn't work. It's like trying to put a garbage can over a geyser. It works for like a half a second (laughs) and then it blows right off. Pushing things away does not work. Avoidance doesn't work. But Acknowledging that your mind is a machine that is made to think and learning to let these thoughts pass without judgment is a huge skill. And I know it's going to take a lot. (laughs) I'm not even going to for a minute (laughs) believe that this would be something that you'd be able to do overnight. It's something I work on with my clients a whole lot for long periods of time. So I just wanted to give you these three actionable ways that you could really challenge those negative beliefs that you have about your body, that you have about yourself, because those are the things that limit you from having wonderful, connected sex lives that you are hoping to have. This is one of those episodes that it's hard to be like, okay, Erica, how does that work? How does that fit? How does it work with sex? This is one of the things I talk to my clients about a lot is these negative core beliefs because they are so inhibiting, because they so much interfere with your ability to connect to others. So that being said, three ways to tackle acceptance expressing your feelings that are attached to that unworthiness, and using something absurd like 
a Donald Duck voice for those for those really tough negative core beliefs that you have in your head. So if you've got any questions, if you've got any thoughts, hit me up on any of the socials. You can find me on Instagram at Erica Miley Therapy. Check out my email, which is Erica at EricaMiley.com or my website, which is EricaMiley.com. It's great to connect with you all this week. Have a good rest of your week and we'll talk again soon. See ya. Thanks for listening, folks. Please rate and review on iTunes. It helps this podcast get found. If you leave a five-star review, let me know about it on any social media and I'll shout you out on the podcast. You can find my website at ericamiley.com. You can find me on Facebook, the gram, and Twitter. See y'all next time.